Chapter Seventeen of Gypsy the Talking Dog, a story for young folks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gillian Hendry. Gypsy the Talking Dog, a story for young folks by Tudor Jenks. Chapter Seventeen, A Council of War. If there was anything Galopoff really enjoyed, it was a chance to distinguish himself. He was so delighted with his good luck in finding Gypsy, and his head was so full of plans and schemes for rescuing the captive, that he was really frisky when he was taken out next day. His master, who was driving him, had not seen him so full of spirits in a long time, and did not know what to make of it, for Galopoff was not so young as he had been. At last, when they came to a part of the road where there was no danger of being overheard, he said aloud, addressing himself to the pony, "'What is the matter with you, Galopoff? Have you been taking too many oats?' Galopoff tossed his head indignantly. "'No,' he answered. "'This is not the effect of anything so common as oats. I have just made a discovery.' "'What is it?' asked his master. "'Something fine at the fair?' "'Absurd!' Galopoff replied. "'Do you remember the great Russian fairs?' And can you ask me whether I have been pleased over anything at this trumpery little county fair? No, I have found out a piece of villainy. Ah, said his master, more seriously. Something really important, then? Yes, something in which I am going to ask your help. Do you remember the clever little dog that ran away from the gypsies and was taken care of by your little friends Christopher and Helen? I remember him, said his master but I thought he went abroad to look for an old friend. So he did, Galopoff went on, but now he's back again, after a journey half around the world, and somehow he has fallen into the hands of the gypsies who stole him before. Perhaps he went back to them of his own accord, said Galopoff's master. Was he the performing dog they advertised at the fair? Yes, and afterwards, last night, I went to the gypsy encampment in the woods nearby, "'Wasn't that a little risky?' his master interrupted. "'They might have stolen you, you know.' Galopoff was much diverted by this idea. "'They steal me?' he exclaimed. "'Why, the very idea is amusing. "'I almost wish they had tried it. "'It's a long time since I've had a real good chance "'to kick anything that deserved it. "'But I must not waste time talking about such foolishness. "'What I wish to do is to put you into full possession "'of the facts in the case.' and then secure your aid or your advice, as the case may demand. "'But what do you intend to do?' asked his master. "'I haven't entirely made up my mind,' Galopoff replied, "'and so I am going to think the matter over quietly, when I am taking my noonday lunch, and then I shall ask you to have a talk with me about it.' "'Very well,' answered the Russian prince, who was almost as fond of adventure as even Galopoff himself. "'I'll come out to the stable this afternoon about three o'clock,' and we'll hold a council of war. This being settled, they drove home, and each went to the noontime meal. About three o'clock the Russian prince came out to Galopoff's stable, and sent Terence, the stable boy, on an errand that would keep him out of the way. Then he drew up a chair, Galopoff came out of his stall, and they settled down for a good talk. I don't remember just how much I've told you about Gypsy, Galopoff began. Gypsy, you know, is the name of the dog we spoke about this morning but perhaps it will be enough to give you just a brief resume or synopsis of the situation. 
Galopoff knew a good many big words, and liked to use them when sure they would be understood. "'I know only that he has been stolen twice by these gypsies,' said his master. "'Who owns the dog?' "'I should think that a lawyer would say he still belonged to his French master,' Galopoff said. "'And since he is out of our reach, I don't think it altogether wise to raise that question. "'My idea is to get him away from the thieves, and let them claim him if they dare.' "'Good so far,' his master agreed. "'The next question is how to get hold of him. "'They are very cautious now, and they keep Gypsy chained in one of their wagons. "'Near the wagon the Gypsy men sleep, and besides there's a big watchdog on guard. "'I wish he was in some place far away from here. "'It is easy enough to outwit men.' "'Thank you,' said his master, smiling. "'When they're asleep,' Galopoff went on coolly. But with a faithful watchdog, it is a different matter. Still, I think it can be done. Do you mean to steal Gypsy from their camp? Exactly. And I have thought out a plan. I admit that, though I am not often puzzled, the big watchdog was a sticker, if one may be allowed a piece of slang. Oh, certainly, said his master, smiling to himself. Thank you, Galopoff replied politely. At first I thought I would just steal quietly into the camp and knock his head off with a good kick. Then that seemed too rough, perhaps. It does sound a little rough, said the prince. And then I had one of my clever ideas, Galopoff went on. Do you know the dog Bruno that lives about a mile or two down the road? I remember. A nuisance of a dog that came out and barked at you one day. Yes, said Galopoff. I gave him a gentle hoof-touch to teach him better manners. It did. He's been very sensible ever since. Sent his regards to me once or twice. Bows and smiles and wags at me now when I pass. Yes, that's the dog. My idea is to take him with us. That is, with you and me. So I am to go? His master asked roguishly. I am sure you couldn't stay away, Galopoff answered. You and I have been through many a fine row together. Do you remember on our trip home from the Siberian mines? But there, that story will keep till I publish my life. Yes, we will call upon Bruno to help. Bruno is to take up the attention of the gypsy's big dog. I will take up the attention of the men, and you will slip quietly to the wagon and set the little captive free. That's all that is needed. Just set him free. He'll do the rest. He's a good runner. But how do you mean to take up the men's attention? I'll attend to that, Galopoff said, laughing. But I shall have to ask my mistress to make me a few things I need. Do you think she'll mind? Certainly not. Will you come up to the piazza? She's sitting there with her sewing. Galopoff agreed, and went with his master to where Lola, now grown up and married, was sitting beside her mending basket. Whatever it was Galopoff said, it amused her very much, and she laughingly agreed to make the few things he required. But she had to put her other work aside, for the expedition was to start that very night. Meanwhile, Galopoff trotted out of the yard in order to ask Bruno to take part in the plan. He found the big dog, nearly as big as the pony himself, roaming about the front yard of his own house, and in a few words explained what was wanted. "'Will I do it?' Bruno exclaimed. "'Sure I will, then. For it was a decent little dog he was. I met him one day, just as he was going by, and passed the time of day with him. Besides, I had one little argument like with a gypsy's big brute of a dog.' and was left unfinished. I owe him a nip or two, and we'll see which of us has the worst of the discussion. Bruno agreed to call at Galopoff's stable at ten o'clock that night, 
ready to take part in the affair, and with his fighting collar on. When Galopoff reached home, he found the things Lola had made for him were ready to be tried on, and a jolly time they had making all snug and tidy. By dinner time, about half past six, all was ready, and Galopoff returned to the stable in order that he might rest and be fresh for his part in the night's work. Galopoff had not the slightest doubt his plan would succeed, and because he believed so in himself, the pony usually did succeed in everything he undertook. Meanwhile, Gypsy was spending a second day at the fair, going through his tricks to amuse the country folk. End of chapter 17